It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFF, SOSS.com. At FFF, SOSS, Turner On this Thursday, we're going to look ahead to NFL Week 8, College Football Week 9. We'll look back at a Champions League Match Day 3 recap. Look ahead to Weekend Footy. Touch on the World Series, then Survivor Pool Ox, and pick six at the end of the program. We got to get better at pick six. So I'm going to a, a strategy that I think I'm going to try to employ the rest of the season, and, I, and this is the first week of it. I kind of started it last week. It went one-on-one, but now I'm going all the way in. So if you remember what I did last week with some of the picks, you'll know what I'm going to do at the end of this program with the pick six. So... That's at the end program, so our locks and pick six. But before that, we will preview NFL Week 8, College Football Week 9. Look back at Champions League Match Day 3. We get like a preview, some World Series talks in the pick segment at the end of the program. But since there's no buys in this NFL Week 8, I decided let's just get into the games. Uh, no need for the kickoff this week. Let's just dive right into the game. So in the kickoff, we're just going to preview NFL Week 8. So... Thursday night, Tampa Bay travels up to Buffalo. Buffalo has not looked great in a lot of spots this year. They've escaped with some wins. But they've also lost some games where you're scratching your head for sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield being banged up for Tampa, I think, is a gigantic deal because I think he's done a really good job. I understand he's had a couple turnovers and some miscues here and there, but... I think he's done a great job putting them in positions to succeed, whether that's on individual drives or across the whole game of 60 minutes, like putting them in positions to win. So two teams that have struggled the last two weeks, Buffalo found a way to win one of those games and Tampa Bay did not. I I really like Buffalo in this spot at home, short week, get right. You know, I understand they took a lead late, but then the defense just let Mac Jones come right down the field on them. So they did not start the game out well, let the Pats build that lead, and then they get a lead late and then surrender it. So just a really bad game by the Bills overall, and I think they do bounce back, find a way at home against the Tampa team that, in their own right, is banged up with their quarterback. So that's the game on Thursday night. I like Buffalo there. Jacksonville-Pittsburgh is an interesting game on Sunday. Jacksonville, a good football team, a team that's going to win that division, most likely. Pittsburgh has played tough games. When they're underdogs, they hang in. Sometimes Tomlin gets them to win those games. It seems like they're going to, the games are in with the defense they have, and they don't have a great offense, but it does score in some big spots, and then it always seems like Kenny heats up in the fourth quarter. I think Pittsburgh hangs around in this game. Jacksonville wins the game. I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh won it because is Jacksonville that good? No, in any game on Sunday for sure. But I think Pittsburgh coming home after the road win in L.A., big win for them. They come home. They welcome in a better team. I think they hang around this game but find a way to lose it and give me Jacksonville uh, on the road. But Pittsburgh will hang around. Jets-Giants at MetLife. Jets coming off the bye. Looks like it's going to be Daniel Jones. He's working to get back to uh, be the quarterback for the New York football Giants. So Jets off the bye. It's a road game, but they don't travel, so that's great. It's almost anything you want, especially if you're going to get a, a road game off a bye. You play it in your stadium for sure. Um, Giants, when they protect the quarterback, look like a competent offense because Barkley is a game-breaker. And if you can get the ball to Shepard and Robinson and Waller, like those are guys that in space and when the throws are on time, they can do something with them. But when the offensive line isn't blocking and the throws have to come out quick and um, they're not on time, they're not accurate, those guys aren't going to make tremendous plays to get those balls as maybe some other receivers would. So... If Daniel Jones gets some of the time that Taylor was getting, I could see the Giants 
being in this game, winning this football game. Now the Jets, this Rodgers thing is getting really interesting because if he can come back and play, it's not they're waiting around for next year. It's they're just trying to stay afloat and in the playoff until this guy gets back, which would be insane. Now, Zach Wilson has shown me more and more in the last few weeks. Again, my kind of Zach Wilson take has been it's kind of unfair to just throw this on him when he's not ready. And what he's shown me the last few weeks is, hey, I might not be ready for 16, 17 games of this, 18 weeks of this, but in some moments I can make some plays for this team and put us in positions to win football games and put us in position to compete in football games where a few weeks ago I don't think a lot of people would have had that belief or um, even thought they could see it from Zach Wilson. But he's been much better. And I think the Jet defense is better than Giant defense. I think the Giant offense, and specifically offensive line, are going to have a tougher time with this Jet front than they did the Washington front, even though the Washington front is good and talented. They did a pretty good job of blocking him, to be fair, um, in some you know, when when the Giants did get their drives going to score points, I should say. Um, but I'll take the Jets. Jets off the bye, fresher legs, um, better team, in my opinion. Jets win the game. Houston, Carolina. Houston's been better. I mean, it's obvious. Carolina hasn't won. Bryce Young has looked, in some spots, overwhelmed, where C.J. Stroud has looked comfortable, calm, cool, collect, and been able to throw his team into victory in a lot of games. I like Houston here. Both teams coming off the bye. I understand it's in Carolina. At some point, they probably got to have to win a football game, and why not this one? Because Houston isn't that good. But with D'Amico Ryans and Will Anderson leading that young defense and Stroud on offense with a lot of young guys as well, it is a very interesting team, and they have it going more than Carolina does. Now, if both teams were like 1-5, 2-4, I'd say, okay, maybe it's a more of a coin flip. Right now, this isn't a coin flip to me. I think Houston goes in there and just, if they're able to continue what they've been able to do in the wins, like, they just put it on some teams and say, hey, catch up. And I like Bryce Young a lot, but I don't think he has a ton of help, especially up front. So, Houston has hit on a lot of picks and seems to have hit on the coach. So I like them. Um, Houston to uh, winning Carolina. All right, next up, New England and Miami. Miami needs the game. Um, New England does not do well historically in Miami, as we know. New England coming off. The big win against Buffalo, where now some people are getting excited about this season again for the New England Patriots. Or just, all right, relax. Um, if they hang around against the Dolphins, I think that's, that's a moral victory, unfortunately, because this Dolphin team coming off a loss where I'm going to say it, I don't like the way the game was officiated. I think you don't understand the way, like the point I'm making, because yes, the Eagles are a very good football team, but they don't need the officials to give them all the calls. Okay. Um, and you're like, AJ, you complain about the refs. You say, don't complain about the refs. That's not what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But Miami, coming off that loss, I think they will be motivated at home, in division. McDaniel gets them back up. I know Tyreek Hill missed practice, but I think it's just kind of like a maintenance kind of thing for him. So I don't think New England can cover the speed, and I don't think New England's offense can have sustainable su success. I just don't see that happening with the way it's built right now with the options that Mac has to throw to. And the fact that the offensive line has been great. Miami big. Atlanta and Tennessee. This is an interesting one for Tennessee because a lot of reports are saying if Tannehill can't go, it's going to be Levis instead of Willis. But Willis will get some possessions, almost like a college football offense in September, right? So this is a really interesting one for Tennessee because, again, with Derrick Henry, with some of the guys that they have, and, and a solid enough defense and Simmons is a superstar. They are a team that, with Jacksonville ahead and what Indy and Houston have already done in kickstarting their rebuilds, 
is Tennessee a team that starts to look around and say, hey, okay, Derrick Henry, we want a one and a four. You know, and people are like, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. We need a running back, right? So it's going to be interesting for Tennessee because Tennessee is, I think, a well-coached team in Vrabel, but the talent gap has certainly been closed in that division and it's been eclipsed by the Jags. And I think Peterson's a good coach too. So Peterson's a good enough coach, I'll say. Um, people are like, Andrew, you hate Peterson. That's not true. That's not true. Atlanta with Ritter, I just can't get up for him. I understand they won in Tampa, but they should have won going away, and, and most of that is his fault with some of the fumbles that they had. So I, I just I can't get excited about Atlanta until Ritter shows me some consistency and with Bijan Robinson just being like, yeah, he didn't feel good, so he trusted him and barely played him, and he didn't touch the ball really. Like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? So, Atlanta, I think, should be a little better. They got a big win against Tampa, so that just kind of threw the vision up for grabs again with New Orleans losing on Thursday night last week. So, it's interesting. Anytime that a team in that division wins a game, you're going to be like, okay, maybe it's their time to take, you know, control that division. I think it's going to be... Uh, tossy and turny until we get to the final week of the season in the south the nfc so atlanta i'm certainly not sold on uh tennessee if it's willis or levis i'm, I'm like oh i can't believe i'm about to do this but Vrabel at home henry i think henry sets the tone i think atlanta should have won going away last week and then barely won and i think for that reason they're gonna lose so there you go Minnesota and Green Bay. Minnesota, a lot of people are saying right of the ship. They're still not a good football team. And I don't think Green Bay is that necessarily a good football team, but Green Bay will win this game at home. Minnesota is a bad football team. Um, they're fortunate that San Francisco did not start that game well and also was not able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that Minnesota gifted them down the stretch of that game. I don't think Minnesota's good. You know that. I think LaFleur can still coach, even though some people are knocking him, whatever. Um, and I think Love can do enough in a lot of games that if they play 60 minutes, they can win the game. There has I don't think there's been more than one or two games this season where the Packers have played 60 minutes. You know, a complete football game. So I think you might get one here against Kirk Cousins, Minnesota. And Kirk played well last Monday night. Got to give him credit, but they're just not, they're not a good enough team for me. So give me Green Bay. Rams and Cowboys. Cowboys coming off the bye. Rams coming off that tough loss at home against Pittsburgh. If the Cowboys want to do anything this year, they beat the Rams team. And the Rams are not a bad team. I'm not saying that because I've, I told you the Rams are going to finish second in the division. Um, and possibly make the playoffs. I just think the Cowboys. Good win against the Chargers. Get your bye. Get some of those guys. You know. That that were banged up a little rested. And get ready from the end of October here. To go and make the push. Because the schedule certainly gets harder after this game. And this game isn't a, a pushover by any stretch of imagination. So I think. Tight, tough, well-fought game. Cowboys end up pulling one out. Philly and Washington. I think Washington is going to hang around in this game. Philly's going to win it. But Washington hangs tough at home. I think they're going to play a little more inspired football. I think Jonathan Allen is going to spark something in that defense, especially that front. And I understand the back end hasn't been great for the commanders, but their front is really good. I mean, they have a lot of good players on that defensive line when you look at it across it, when they line up. So Philly's going to win the football game, but I think Washington will play some inspired ball at home against a division rival because last week they let the Giants just do what they want and they still only lost by seven. You know, it just kind of felt like that game that Washington should have found a way to at least get it tied or, or take a lead somehow, but they didn't. Now Philly played Sunday night, benefited from some calls, but they played played a good football game, to be fair. I think they find a way to win this one. Maybe a little bit of a letdown spot. Um, 
because they got some big games coming up as well. The thing of their schedule is coming up. So I think Philly, let down spot, find a way to win or let Washington back into the game. Washington competes. We've seen them compete against the Eagles the last couple seasons, um, pull out a win or two, right? So I think Washington hangs around, but Philly wins the game. New Orleans and Indianapolis. This is a weird game for me. Um, Carr versus Minshew. Minshew's like showing you some with the Colts again. He's got this ability to run the, some of the plays that Anthony Richardson was going to run for the Colts with those read options and stuff like that. He just, hey man, like you've seen him be a scrambler and 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 run when he's had to, but to have some design runs for him is pretty interesting. Nevertheless, Indianapolis. Gives up a lot of points, even though they got a star in Leonard on that defense, and, and Buckner is also a star. Offensively, I am concerned. You know, they made some plays with Pittman and Downs, but it isn't the best receiving core. Um, Taylor and Moss. Taylor's kind of emerged back in his role with Moss playing that secondary role. So it's not a bad Colts team. It, it's unfortunate that Richardson is out for the season. But New Orleans, as I mentioned in that NFC South, anything is really possible except Carolina. So this is a good spot for New Orleans to get a win on the road in a dome on turf that plays similar to their place. You know, like it's tough for dome teams to go on the road to a, a Green Bay, a Chicago, a MetLife, um, a Gillette, a Buffalo, because, you know, they play in the dome, right? So when they go on the road and they play in a dome, like they got to win those games because those are just like almost advantages for them. So I think New Orleans finds a way on the road to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, Cleveland and Seattle. It seems like Deshaun Watson, if he's not going to go, it's going to be P.J. Walker again. Um, Cleveland defense is going to be a big factor in this game. I don't love the Seattle offense. I understand everybody fell in love with Geno Smith again last year. I think he had a good year, but it wasn't like, you know, towards the end of the season, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't great. Look at the numbers. Look at the games. I do think Cleveland does find a way here. Seattle, you know, the home fortress, it isn't what it used to be. Um, yes, they'll win more games than they lose at home for sure, but you used to just pencil them in 8-0 at home, like, don't even think about trying to go up there and win a game. They're not. You're not going to win it. So, uh, like seven one, like max. You know, it's a little different now. It's not like PJ Walker's a rookie. You know, he's a veteran now in this league. So it's not like the noise is going to scare him off. But I do think, you know, Hunt and Ford are also banged up. So that's unfortunate. But I think Cleveland finds a way to win a road football game. Because Seattle just isn't as good as people say they are. Kansas City and Denver, this could get really ugly. Um, we know they put it on Denver a lot of games in a row. Um, I mean, this is Denver's chance to beat them at home with the altitude, but it's very, very difficult. You know, especially like when teams are going to not double Kelsey and say, okay, you beat us with anybody else, and they say, no, we're just going to play like zone or man and, and treat Kelsey like any other guy, and he gets like 12 targets and 10 receptions for like 144 and three two touchdowns. You're like, why did we do that? That was dumb. Um, why do we play him like that? So Denver's going to have to bring their best game. Jackson's suspended on the back end. That might not actually be a good thing because sometimes he's just headhunting back there. I don't think he's necessarily a dirty player, but he does have a history of you know trying to knock guys out of games, which is unfortunate. But in today's NFL, they're going to suspend you. So Denver, with Russ, it just hasn't been good enough. Um, defensively, I don't love what I'm seeing. And... Kansas City, after losing opening night, have just kind of maybe not put together every single game for 60 minutes, but they're playing majority of football games pretty well and complimentary football and doing a good job. So Kansas City wins. Cincinnati and San Francisco, probably Sam Darnold here for the Niners because Purdy entered concussion protocol on like Tuesday because he on the flight he started suffering concussion uh, symptoms. So. Probably going to be Darnold for Purdy. Cincinnati off the bye. Big spot 
Niners have lost two in a row. They turn over to Darnold. Cincinnati's slowly putting it together after struggling to start the season like they kind of did last season. This is a big game. Um, but I think Burrow makes a few more plays than Sam. And I think even though that Niner defense is outstanding, you know, with Warner and Greenlaw, it's probably the two best linebacker and the best combo in the league. The back end has been great. Um, and up front, you know, Bosa leads that bunch up front. So the defense is outstanding. If Debo is banged up and Purdy is out and Trent Williams is still banged up, and I think those are some some big misses that Cincinnati can exploit and maybe give the Niners their third loss in a row. So I'm going to take Cincinnati outright. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Baltimore and Arizona. Listen to this Baltimore team I haven't given a ton of credit to because I think they're just doing what um, has been successful for them, which is scoring on like the first three drives, getting three and outs, and then making teams like defend Lamar in ways that they don't want to because you're not really going to throw the ball up three or four scores. You're going to run the ball. So it's just running the ball, running clock, all that kind of stuff. And though it sounds like I'm knocking them for that, I'm just kind of telling the truth. Like they don't end up in games in the fourth quarter because they've scored and they've put up so many points. Like it's not a knock. It's just a fact. So they're not great in late game situations to be fair, because they're not in a lot of them unless Tucker makes a kick for them. So all that being said, I really think they're going to crush the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are a bad football team. I I said it at the start of this year. I I was going to be shocked if they have more than, Two to three wins. Um, the Cowboys gave them one already, which is unfortunate, but they're a bad football team. I understand Kyler Murray's you know, been practicing, but I don't think he's ready to go yet. So it's still Dobbs. Baltimore's been good. Baltimore's been good. They've been getting it done. They've been winning football games. And Lamar's looked good. Offensively, they have a ton of talent that you didn't think it was going to be there. Um... They've hit on a bunch of the draft picks, especially Flowers. And defensively, you know, requ- acquiring Roquan Smith was a great move, you know, to go in that linebacking core with Queen. And, and they got Hamilton on the back end. They've hit on a lot of picks. So Baltimore goes to Arizona wins that game. Sunday night, this is tough. Chicago and the Los Angeles Chargers. Badges still for Fields, most likely, with Fields being doubtful. Um,. Chargers have to win this game. I mean, it's really very simple. They haven't necessarily been great in prime time. Uh, Staley continues fi- to find ways to lose games. Um, they have the Chiefs like 17 up, and then the Chiefs take a 24-17 lead, and then the Chargers never score again with a whole half to play. So that's that's really bad. That's really, really bad, folks. So... Um, the Bears aren't a good team. I think it's obvious. They go to L.A. for this one. Yeah, maybe Bears fans travel, but it's not like the Bears are good, so it's not like it's going to be a huge contingency being like, let's go see a road win. Like, You don't know if you're winning this game, and I don't think they are. So give me the Chargers at home. And then we got Vegas and Detroit on Monday night. Vegas is in a tough spot, especially without Jimmy G. You know, Hoyer's a nice backup. O'Connell could turn into another backup in this league. But without Jimmy G, they're in trouble. Um, Jacobs is good, but he, he's you need a quarterback with him. Devontae Adams can only do so much. Crosby is outstanding, but again, he can only do so much from one position on the defensive side of the ball. And Detroit is coming off laying a stinker in a game that was a measuring stick game. And it was inexcusable the way they uh, came out and played in that game. So I'm expecting a big response from Dan Campbell's crew. Give me the Lions at home. All right, college football week nine, Oregon and Utah. Hey, now this is a big football game in the Pac-12. Um, and really across the nation when you look at um, the landscape, it's an elimination game. 
both teams have a loss. Um, unfortunately for Utah, their loss is to Oregon State, which isn't the worst loss in the world. But if that keeps you out, you're going to be really upset. And Oregon's loss right now is to one of the best teams in the country, maybe the best team in the country in Washington. So if Oregon can get through this game, they still have an opportunity to play off, as this is the same story for Utah. The thing that interests me the most here, you have Oregon, whose quarterback in Bonix is one of the most experienced players at this level in the country. And for Utah, you don't have Cam Rising. You don't have John. You have Bryson Barnes, who a lot of people have been impressed by for sure. But now he's stepping into an absolute gigantic moment. And he just did it against USC, to be fair. But still, this is another kind of animal in Oregon. USC is still unproven in the big spot, as we've seen them losing back-to-back -back weeks in big spots. So even though it is Utah, and you know I love Oregon, and I don't really like to bet against Utah, I'm taking Oregon in this spot. I think Bonix finds a way to win the football game, and Oregon keeps their playoff hopes alive. And unfortunately for Utah, they can only play spoiler the rest of the way. The other ranked versus ranked, Duke versus Louisville. I don't necessarily think Louisville's been a good team. They've benefited from jumping on the Irish there in that one. Um, and Duke has suffered some brutal, brutal losses. The Notre Dame loss is brutal. Uh, the Florida State loss was tough. You're winning the game going into the fourth quarter, and then you don't score, and they score touchdowns to make it look like uh, they put you away. I think Duke finds a way to win this football game. I think if Leonard can play, Louisville made plays against the Irish, but that stadium was so jacked up for that game. I think they'll be jacked up for this game, but it's different. It's not Notre Dame coming in, it's Duke, and I think that's to Duke's advantage. Give me Duke. Oklahoma travels to Kansas. Listen, Oklahoma has to put it on teams because of some of the performances they've had. Um, so I expect a lot of points in this one. I think Kansas will score some points against the OU defense, but I expect a lot of points in that one, Kansas. Forest State is going to take on Wake Forest on the road. That'll be a bloodbath. Um, Noel's big. Penn State is going to rebound against uh, Indiana after the loss against Ohio State. That could get very ugly in Happy Valley, folks. Large, uh, world's largest cocktail in Jacksonville, Georgia, and Florida. That's why Jacksonville, the Jaguars are in Pittsburgh. Florida, not good enough, not up to the test. In some years, when it's ranked versus unranked, those are some of the best games in this series. I don't see it happening this time. Florida, not good enough. Georgia will have more than enough to take on the Gators in that one. BYU against Texas. This game could get very high scoring, and I think for Texas, they got to be concerned about that because if they get in shootouts, they have the opportunity to lose shootouts because the more times you put it in your hands, even though he's very good, he could turn it over. And the way the college rules are set up, when you turn it over in your own end, that's probably a touchdown, to be fair. All right, um, so Texas will win a shootout there. Notre Dame against Pitt. Pitt's been all right. Uh, with Narduzzi, but Notre Dame will win that game. USC takes on Cal. They'll probably hang it on Cal, and people will be like, okay, here we go. Trojans aren't dead yet. They're dead. Tulane against Rice. We got Tennessee taking on Kentucky. Kentucky can pull the upset there. Washington goes to Stanford. This is an interesting game. Stanford has hung around against some teams, famously beating Colorado after being down 29 nothing. Washington struggled with Arizona State last week. Um... That was a bad job in that one. Washington won the game. Air Force against Colorado State. We got Ohio State against Wisconsin. A lot of people saying possible upset alert in Madison. 
Wisconsin just isn't good enough. I just uh, if the hype was there, maybe, but there's no hype around this game. It's not gonna be like. It, I know Camp Randall's a great team. I know Madison loves their Badgers, but even though the Ohio State team hasn't impressed me a ton, Wisconsin has not impressed me at all. Colorado takes on UCLA. It's a spot for Colorado to get a road win against a ranked team. Chip likes his new quarterback, so we could see a good uh, good battle there between some quarterbacks, with Shador and the new one in UCLA. Vandy and Ole Miss. We got James Madison's ranked. They take on Old DU. UNC goes on the road to Georgia Tech after blowing their undefeated season. So, Georgia Tech's in trouble there. And then Oregon State goes to Arizona. All right, Champions League, match day three. Bayern knockout, uh, knockdown Galatasaray right, 3 1. Kingsley Coleman got him on the board. Cardi from the spot made it 1 1. But then Kane and Musiala's goals put Bayern in front. Man, you, what a win for them. They beat Copenhagen at Old Trafford 1 0. It was a Harry Maguire goal. And then an Onana penalty save. That gave the three points to Manchester United. What a redemption arc for Man U, who, what, two weeks ago were in absolute crisis. Now they probably want to give the armband back to Maguire, and Onana's the best keeper in the world. That's the way United fans are right now. Sevilla is at Arsenal, and Arteta's men got a big road victory in this competition. Martinelli and Jesus, the goal scorers in Arsenal's 2-1 win. And then in the other match in Group B, Len and PSV drew 1-1. Real Madrid went to Braga and won 2-1. It was Rodrigo and that man again, Jude Bellingham, scoring for Los Blancos. Napoli beat Union Berlin on the road, 1-0. Raspadori, the goal scorer. Inter beat Salzburg at home, 2-1. It was Sanchez and a Klangalut Pem. Real Sociedad knocked down Benfica, 1-0 away from home. Matches on Wednesday, Feyenoord beat Lazio 3-1. Big result for them. And in that group, Celtic Atletico 2-2. What a match it was. I was knocking CBS Sports Network. I've been confused by some of the selections they've made for the games that have been on television. I really don't get some of the choices that they made. Fine, whatever. Uh, but it was a good one here. 2-2. Kyogo started the scoring for Celtic. Really nice 1-2. Griezmann leveled it for Atletico. Palma put Celtic up 2-1. Morato made it 2-2. And then the action late in the match was Rodrigo DePaul being sent off for a second yellow card offense. Arguing that he got the ball. They wanted the ref to look at it. The ref was like, I'm not looking at it. It's yellow card. See you later. Simeone was like pissed. And he doesn't like to handshake the managers. And I think he saw Brendan Rodgers at like the last second. Otherwise, he wouldn't have. It was funny. Uh, but that one finished 2-2. Group of death matches. PSG, Milan, in Paris. The Parisians went at 3-0. Mbappe, Colomani, and Kengan, the goal scorers. Dortmund beat Newcastle at St. James Park 1-0. Big result for Dortmund. City beat Young Boys away from home 3-1. Akanji in a Holland brace. The second was a pen for the Norwegian star. Rebel Leipzig beat Red Star Belgrade 3-1. Rom, Simmons, and Omo, the goal scorers. Barcelona beat Shakhtar 2-1. Torres and Lopez, the goal scorers. And Porto smash Antwerp 4-2-1. That was Champions League match day three. I believe match day four is next week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we can soccer preview EPL. We got a bunch of London derbies. Uh, two, sorry. <laughs> Crystal Palace and Tottenham. Tottenham are unbeaten. They've shown great, um, great fortitude and some adversity. Madison's been excellent. He's one of the signings of the season so far. Uh, Sun's been very good. Richarlison's even put the ball in the net. So they've done well. Poro and Ugodi, Udogi down the uh, in the fullback spots of. Done well. Vanderman stepped in alongside Romero. That midfield with Basuma and Saar anchoring Madison's been great. Now I think is Basuma back after the yellow the the red card. I think he is. So started suspension. So that midfield will be back now. Crystal Palace with Roy. If he sets up attacking, it'll be very interesting because then we can get like two two three three. But if he sets up to defend against Tottenham, like I only think that's setting you up to lose because Tottenham are going to score. Uh, the way they're playing with Ange. So it's very tough to keep them off the score sheet. So I like Tottenham to win it 2-1. Chelsea, Brentford, Netherlands, and Arby. Chelsea have played better. Brentford have had the number of the bigger sides since coming up. I like Brentford to get a result at uh, the bridge. I think Chelsea will struggle to get three points. They struggle to close it out against Arsenal. They should have. 
they they had to walk away with at least I understand a point, but they had to walk away with at least a two one win. I can understand conceding one goal to Arsenal, but when you concede the first one, you say we are not conceding a second. We are winning this game. End of story. Um so to concede the second was very, very poor. I think that's a draw there. Speaking of Arsenal, they host Sheffield United. It's a tough task for Sheffield United. I really think it's three up, three down this year in the Prem. Um, with them, Luton and Burnley going down. It's so tough to come up, especially if you're not going to spend. And Arsenal, midweek win against Sevilla on the road. He'll rotate the side, but he'll still have a very good side and they'll win at home. Bournemouth, Burnley. Looking for wins here. Bournemouth looking for their first. I think Burnley has one, if I'm not mistaken, beating Luton. Um, this is your shot, Bournemouth. I do think they stay up, but this is a match where if Burnley win it, you look back at it and you say, what the heck are you doing, Bournemouth? you got to find ways to get results because they've scored goals and then they have not seen the game out. So I like um, Bournemouth to find a way to get a win in their first win. Wolves and Newcastle. Wolves have played better. Neto and Wang and Cunha have kind of resembled somewhat of an attacking presence in the absence of Raul, and they didn't bring in a, a true striker. So they've done a great job, those guys, of scoring some goals and keeping their team in it, right? Now they take on a Newcastle side who's going to be pissed off after being shut out at home in the Champions League in midweek. Eddie Howe will have a side that's hungry, looking to score goals, and I think they win it 2-1. West Ham, Everton. Everton are in trouble, and they benefit from there's at least three or four worse teams than them uh, because if there wasn't, I don't think they could beat teams that were necessarily better than them and stay in this league. I really don't think so. So, I, um, West Ham to me, they got smoked by Villa last week. I think they bounced back and they might even smoke Everton here. Liverpool hosts Forest. Um, the injury to Robertson is going to be very, very big for Liverpool if they can, can combat that and deal with that. That's going to be really the test of their season if they can win a trophy somehow if they can figure out the left back position without the Scottish captain because he's just so so important for the team Forrest have played Liverpool tough they pulled off some big results against Liverpool um, I just don't see it happening this time around at Anfield give me Liverpool Brighton Fulham Fulham are another weird team good players some veteran players also some young players a good enough manager in Silva, but it's just not clicking in some matches. Whereas Brighton, it just seems to click whatever 11 he puts in to Zerbi, so I'll get Brighton at home. Villa Luton, this could get ugly. If if Emery picks the right team to unlock, surely what Luton is going to put is a, uh, it's a box kind of um, defense and a, and a bus defense. Uh, Villa win that game. And then we got a Manchester Derby. At Old Trafford, United City. United have gotten up for these games. Them coming off that big emotional win at Old Trafford in the midweek, I think will help them. But Man City are better. Man City have a better manager. Man City are in better form. Um, even though Man City have the big injury to De Bruyne, they got Rodri back. That settles their side down, especially in the midfield in the middle of the park. And... Yes, De Bruyne, huge miss, but Bowden, Alvarez, they've kind of taken over some of his responsibilities, some of his duties, especially on the attacking end. And yes, Holland isn't having the season that he might have had last year, but that's really unfair to compare him to last year because it was like a record-setting season and one of the greatest seasons of all time, especially in this league. So all that being said, City go to Old Trafford and get a 3-1 win. I think United are going to score. But with the injuries United have, it's very, very tough for them. And City, where they've struggled in some of these big games, they haven't had the striker to nod in the big chance or turn home the big chance. 
they've had him now. He's on the team. So that's why I like City in that one. Speaking of a Manchester Derby, one of the biggest games in world football, El Clasico, Barcelona, Real Madrid. I was going to say the Camp Now. The Camp Now is getting uh, construction, so it's not in the Camp Now. But a big game. Nonetheless, Bellingham has been so, so good for Real Madrid. Xavi's Barca have turned the corner from, you know, the Coleman era and, and what they had previously. I think we're going to get a 2-2 draw on that one. I think Barca do drop points. Cadiz and Sevilla and Atletico and Alves, the rest of the games in La Liga there. Syria, Juve hosts Hellas Verona. Inter welcome Jose Mourinho in Roma. Even though, Jose is suspended, so he won't coach that game if I'm not mistaken. Napoli hosts AC Milan. Atalanta travel to Empoli. Uh, uh, Florentina travel to Rome to take on Lazio. Bundesliga action. Munich hosts Darmstadt. Rebel Leipzig hosts Cologne. Frankfurt hosts Dortmund. Leverkusen are playing host of Freiburg. Ligue Coman, Nice, PSG go to Brest, and Marseille hosts Lyon. World Series got the Rangers against the D-backs. Two very interesting Game 7s. Um, Rangers win a series where they won all four games in Houston and they didn't win a home game. That's crazy. Um... And they put it on Houston in Game 7. And then the other one, the Diamondbacks, very tight. I don't want to say they broke it open, but the two-run lead was big. Because um, a solo home run, you're still winning the game. And I think in that band box of a stadium, saying, as a pitcher, even if I give up a solo home run, we're still winning. Like, that pitch, that gives them a little more freedom to throw the ball. So... I think that was big for the Diamondbacks. A hell of a comeback. Uh, my guy, Mad Dog Russo, saying that he has to retire if they if they uh, won the two games. You think he was going to retire, folks? Come on. It's called a bit, folks. Come on. What are we doing here? All right. Um, that being said, let's get into the picks portion of the show. We start with Survivor Blocks. All right, 17-4. One, two last week. we got to be better. we got to be better. And it's an interesting week for Star Pulaks because I'm picking all three primetime games. I don't know if I've ever done that. Thursday, Sunday night, Monday night. So we start Thursday night. And, you know, I respect the Tampa team a lot. A lot of those players, Bake, you know, Mike Evans, Godwin. That linebacking core has been amazing. You know, Vita Vea, those guys are outstanding players. But the Bills are going to bounce back here at home, prime time, short week. If the Bills are going to do anything, like this is a game they win. So pick number one, sorry, Pulox. The Buffalo Bills against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Pick number two, Chargers have to bounce back. They've lost two in a row now. They welcome a Bears team with no Justin Fields. I really think they might put it on the Bears here, unfortunately for them. A big a game where you look at the Chargers at the end of the 60 minutes, you're like, that's the Charger team I'm looking for. You know, they don't give up a ton of scores. They put up high 20s, low 30s, just doing off, right? So pick number two is the LA Chargers against the Chicago Bears. Pick number three, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. They had a horrendous effort in Baltimore. I think they bounce back, big spot on a Monday night. You want to be a big-time team. You get home primetime games. You win those home primetime games. Vegas comes in, no Jimmy G, banged up. Very simple here. Detroit at home Monday night. So the primetime game is from Starbucks. Locks. We're 17-4, trying to get that to 24. Buffalo, pick number one against Tampa Bay. Pick number two is the LA Chargers against the Chicago Bears. And pick number three, the Detroit Lions versus the Las Vegas Rays. I'm on it. Try pool locks for week eight. All right. So after survive pool locks, everybody knows what comes next. It is the FFF SOSS pick six in the 
National Football League for week eight in the league where they play. Hey. Maybe one of the all-time worst weeks last week. One four one, we bounced back, and we're gonna go. There are some things that I don't want to say are givens in NFL gambling, but there are trends where you look at and you say, okay, you know what? If I go with that trend, at least I'm gonna be in the games. At least we're gonna have a chance. At least if we continue to do this, we'll have a, a better season than if we just throw darts at the wall and try to pick games. So we're going with primetime unders, and we're going with home underdogs. 18-23-1, not good. We bounced back this week. Pick number one, Tampa, Buffalo, under 43. If big sits, I really love this. I don't expect the Tampa offense on a short week to get going on the road outside in possible tough conditions. Bill's offense hasn't wowed me a ton of games this year. Defensively, I think they put on a, a better effort at home in prime time. So pick number one is Tampa Buffalo under 43. Pick number one, Tampa Bay Bucks, Buffalo Bills under 43 on Thursday night. So that's our first prime time under. Our first home underdog. And you know I don't like their opponent, so hopefully this isn't just me jumping the gun here. Green Bay plus two against Minnesota. They win the game outright. Packers win the game outright in Lambeau. They beat the Vikings down. The Vikings are not a good football team. The fact that they beat the San Francisco 49ers, people are going to look back on and say, that's a joke result. How did that happen? And I'm going to say, I agree with you. I don't think this Green Bay team is as bad as they've shown. I just think they haven't answered the bell. And at home, in division, answer the bell. Green Bay at home, plus two. They win the game outright. It's pick number two, Green Bay plus two. Pick number three, the team I bet against last week. So hopefully I'm not just flipping and flopping and missing it. But And they're taking on a team that I don't mind playing as one of the teams I pick. So this is kind of surprising, but... Another home underdog for pick number three. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers getting three. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tomlin as an underdog. They might lose the game, but I think back door will be open here. Or possibly Jacksonville you know, take a lead and, and hold on to it. And they win by one or two or even the three we push. But I like Pittsburgh, and they could win this game outright. They could win this game outright. So give me another home dog here. Pittsburgh plus three against Jacksonville. Pick number three. Pick number four, our third home dog. And I could be getting greedy here, but I think... This team will play inspired ball against a division rival where they've had su success against them and played some tough games against them. And it's the commies at home. Washington Commanders plus seven against the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if they win the game. I really doubt they win the game. But I think they're going to hang on and hang in and be within seven points. So pick number four is the Washington Commanders plus seven against the Philadelphia Eagles in Landover. So we've had one primetime under, we've had three home underdogs, so we got two primetime unders. And Sunday night, Chargers Bears under 47. I think the only way this gets there is if the Chargers hang 47 themselves. I think we can get away with 35-10 at most. 31-13, we still win. But I'm thinking this game is like 27-7, 27-6. I don't really see 
the Bears offense getting going. I see the Chargers defense putting up a, a big performance finally with the, some of the talent that they have. So we'll go Chargers, Bears under 47, pick number five and pick number six. Vegas Raiders, backup quarterback. Lions, not the biggest showtime offense in the history of the world. Monday Night Football, under 46, another primetime under. So, three primetime unders, three home underdogs in this NFL Week 8. Pick number one, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, under 43 on Thursday night. Pick number two, Green Bay, plus two, at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I like them to win it outright. Pittsburgh, plus three, at home against Jacksonville. You can sprinkle, but I, I think they at least cover Washington plus seven. I don't think they win the game, but I do think they hang around against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we have Chargers Bears under 47 on Sunday night and Raiders Lions under 46 Monday night. Bucks Bills under 43. Packers plus two. Steelers plus three. Commies plus seven. Chargers Bears under 47. Raiders Lions under 46. Your week eight FFF SOSS pick six in the National Football League. All right, that's all she wrote for this one. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football, the NFL. We got another weekend full of footy as well. And we got the World Series coming up. So great time to have all the sports going on. We got hockey and basketball as well. So a great, great month of sports coming up here, October into November. And we'll be here to cover it. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, peace. Football, football, and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.